If you have a Bible, you can go ahead and open up your Bible to 1 Thessalonians. We're at the end of 1 Thessalonians. We've been calling this series Authentic Church. If you don't have a Bible, you can grab one of the Bibles you'll see under the chairs, and you can open up one of those black Bibles to page, I think it's 987 or 988. I've kind of lost track here, but somewhere either 987 or 988. We'll be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 today, finishing that up, the last half of chapter 5. As we've looked at this book, what we've seen and what we've heard is that real spiritual transformation is what leads to a real church. To be an authentic church is to be a church that's actually in love with Jesus, that's amazed by the grace that God has for us in Jesus, and that that changes us, that shapes us. As we look at this last little section of the book, and just so you know what's coming next, next week we're going to enter into 2 Thessalonians. How about that, yeah? Uh, we're branding that a little bit differently. There's much more of an emphasis in 2 Thessalonians on perseverance and endurance, and so we're calling that series Stand Strong. I believe the Lord has some good stuff for us on what does it look like to continue to be uh, enduring, persevering, standing strong in Christ, and so we'll be studying that for the rest of the summer. And then in the fall, we're going to study Ecclesiastes, which will be kind of scary, so pray for me. That's a crazy, scary book. We're looking forward to that, though. That'll be fun. So this week, as we look at the last part of chapter 5 and the last part of the book, we're calling it authentic character, authentic character. Character, um, literally, in the Old English and Latin and Greek that it comes from, the word means a stamp or a shape of something. Uh, One time, 20, gosh, 25 years ago, I think this was before I was even married to my wife, and we're coming up on our 25th anniversary, so like 26 years ago, I guess, I was a youth pastor. Uh, we were teaching the kids uh, an event with kind of one of these object lessons where we blindfolded the kids to take them to a surprise place. Um, and my wife was willing to play along, so we blindfolded her as well. And we were leading the kids and leading my wife and other people to this place. They didn't know where they were going, and that was kind of part of the deal, was surprising them with a uh, mystery location. Um, and as I was leading my wife along, she wasn't sure if it was me or one of the other youth leaders And so she kind of like felt on me a little bit, right? And kind of felt my arm and up my face and got to my nose. And she was like, okay, it's Dave, right? (laughs) There was a a shape, there was a, a mark, there was an imprint here that she knew, right? She was familiar with, she knew it was me. And when we talk about character, what we mean is, is the shape of a life that's in submission to Jesus, And so I'm using character, the shape concept, to summarize for us all these parting shots that Paul is leaving here. He's going to give kind of like, it seems like a laundry list of like, do this, be this, remember this, right? Just bang, 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 bang. What I want you to see, though, as well, is that these were common teachings in the New Testament. It wasn't just some laundry list that Paul just kind of made up out of nowhere. You'll see an almost exactly same list in Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 13, So Paul and Peter and 1 Peter says similar things as well. So these are similar core teachings of what it means to be shaped like Jesus, to have the character of Jesus. We are told that we are being conformed to the image of Christ and that we should have his shape. And so I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians. We're going to read chapter 5, verses 12 through 28. You'll follow along with me, verses 12 through 28. It says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. 
be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. Did you hear that? He is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you still speak to us today. We believe that your word speaks with the authority and relevance of Jesus himself, and so we pray that your spirit would open our eyes to be uh, willing to be listeners. Help us to consider what you're saying. Pray for those of us that are already committed to you, that you would shape us and form us and help us to be more obedient to you and help us to find more joy in the grace that you have for us. I pray for those that are here this morning that are asking questions, that are not sure about you or who you are.